Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. I have an outline. There are a couple of them up here if you, if you need an outline. Uh, we good? If, raise your hand if you need, if you need one. Um, now, next Wednesday night, we are not going to meet in our Bible study next Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, actually, Frank reminded me, so I had Frank. <laughs> so, so <laughs> well, what happens is I have the text on my mind. You know, that's, yeah, anyway, enough of that. Uh, but I have plenty of reminders, and I know to build in these reminders to help me. So uh, uh, next Wednesday night will be business meeting, and so just, just so you know ahead of time, uh, that's what that's what would, and I think it starts at 7 o'clock. The business meeting starts at 7 o'clock as well. And I know that's very important in a church, too, that you take care of business. Amen? Seriously. Yes, amen. Okay, you uh, should have a, uh, what I call skeleton outline uh, for tonight, Uh, and this is lesson number 19, and uh, this is the 16th chapter, mainly the sixth, that will be what we'll be discussing tonight is mainly the uh, 16th uh, chapter. And if you follow along, you get to chapter 13 in, in the book of John, and uh, you, you start the, 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 well, that last time that Jesus is with the disciples before the cross, and uh, the, the trauma that is ahead of them. And so he is just trying to give them all that he can give them to prepare them for the days ahead. They have really no idea what is ahead of them in terms of his loss on the cross and in terms of their disarray and in terms of their own weakness and inability to follow Jesus Christ. They will learn this as they go. Who does that sound like? Amen. We learn as we go. And uh, so that's what he's going to do. So you've got five chapters, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. We've got one more chapter in which Jesus talks to his disciples and tries to prepare them for the future that is, that is ahead. And you'll see that come out in the text time and time again as we go through that. You remember we began with the foot washing in chapter 13, and then uh, uh, 14, let not your hearts be troubled, 15, divine. Now 16 will mainly deal with the Holy Spirit uh, in, in, this, uh, in this chapter. So Jesus is going to try to introduce them to the Holy Spirit, uh, which they had, again, they had no frame of reference, really, to think about that. Thank you. Yeah. Let me try that again. 
They had no frame of reference to think about that. And, and if, you, if you just take a moment and examine yourself how you think, you usually look for a reference and you go from there. You got something to, to I call it, hang your hat on. And, and then you go from there, okay? They have none of that. Yeah, they're inventing the wheel. And it's a very large wheel. Yes, yes. And so you have, and so Jesus is trying to give them everything he can to prepare them for this, okay? And, and that's why we have five chapters of just Jesus talking mainly to the disciples. That's about it, okay? In chapter 18, he's arrested. And so he'll be arrested in, on, on, in chapter 18, the beginning of chapter 18, and then we, we are dealing with events. And very often I would rather deal with an event. Okay? I'm just, just, just way, I, you know, I want some action, and I want something going on, and, and Jesus is what? Got to tell you. You got to sit down, let me tell you. And that's what he's trying to do, and uh, we'll try to get to it. Now, we, 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 we tried to make the break. At, if you look at the text, it'd be you, for tonight, we begin on verse, verse 5 of 16. And in uh, my translation, uh, the first part of that was, was a paragraph, and the paragraph breaks for uh, uh, verse 5. So we're not torturing uh, the, the text that much, okay? All right, uh, and let me uh, point you ahead to chapter 17. We very often call chapter 17 the high priestly prayer of Jesus. Now, you're going to have a week off so you can prepare. <laughs> okay, uh, about that'll be on the test, by the way, all right? All right, let's, uh, I think that pretty much gets us up to, Enough, and now let's get started with uh, chapter 16, and uh, um, most of the texts that I saw label this as the work of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is going to talk to them about what the Holy Spirit does, okay? And we'll, uh, we'll, try, we'll try to uh, get a hold of that, all right? Uh Let's, let's start with the, the word uh, convict, okay? Um, that's the best translation we have of the word that describes the work of the Holy Spirit or uh, we'll say uh, the, the power of the Holy Spirit here. It's the best word that we can get. It is not the word that uh, John writes uh, in, in the first part of the gospel where he gave them the power to become the sons of God. You know the text? Gave them power. Or he gave them the right, and that's a better, actually a better translation than the power. Uh, the, the word is there, the word for authority. Jesus has the authority to make you a son of God. Okay? He has, he has that authority. That's not the word used here. Now, it's not the word that I like so much is the word we call, uh, I, I think, Pretty close pronunciation would be dudamus, or where we get the word dynamite from. In other words, it's energy. And uh, uh, God has the power to do what? To create. Okay, 
That, that's a kind of power. This is not that power, that kind of power. This is the power to convince or convict. This is a word that they would use in a courtroom setting in which they're going to begin to cross-examine the witness. And, and they would be trying to bring out the truth, which I thought was a great illustration of the Holy Spirit is bringing, bringing out the truth. Okay, but, but it's a little bit different, okay? It's a little bit different word than uh, I would try to pronounce it, but I don't think I can. So we'll just leave that... Uh, but it's, it's the one that would be used in court uh, uh, to, when it's time to cross-examine a witness uh, to try to bring, bring out the truth. That's, so if you get that idea, you know, convict people of sin, convince people of righteousness, convince people of judgment, the Holy Spirit's trying to bring out the truth and, and convince you, convince you of, of, the, of these things, okay? Okay. Uh, Number one, let's, let's take it up. Well, let's read some. <laughs> That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you ask me where you're going. Remember, they asked that before, but they're not doing that now. They're, they're, they're not doing that now. Uh, rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Now, this is the parent telling us, uh, I'm going to do this. This is for your good. <laughs> and and I, I, of course, I try to put myself in the shoes of, of of the disciples, you know, how would I take that? I take that just about that way too, because nothing is going to take the place of the presence of Jesus for them. Nothing. Uh, the Holy Spirit will come, and they will learn to relate a little differently. Uh, but they're going to miss Jesus, and uh, it's their good. Can you think of anything why it's their good? To, Jesus goes away. Oh, I, I, tend, I tend to be abrupt and cruel. Kim, would you go and say something? Oh, I, well, yeah, I'll go that. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's written. Yeah. That, that, that I, to me, that idea becomes a major player. Uh, he... Go ahead. Just, can you can you do a little louder? That that's I I think a major play. Hopefully we'll hit that tune a little later too, and uh, and and work on that. Okay. And these guys are not going to grow up as long as Jesus is here. They always have him to go to. Uh, this is going to call for a faith that they have not known ahead of time. And Jesus is visible. He's here. 
But now he's asking me to take the invisible and understand that in my life. Okay? All right, so, but he says it's, it's for your benefit, for your good. And uh, first of all, the Holy Spirit will convince people of sin. And uh, that is one thing we should learn uh, and the many things we have to unlearn about it, okay, but that we should learn that in our relationship with God, the place the sin takes. And if I might, James, go back to that, I think that's where faith really comes in, that he actually died for my sins and I'm forgiven. I don't know how you are, okay, I can only, this is confessional time for me and has become part of my life, it's, uh, it's especially in the last year, couple of years of my life that I have become excruciatingly aware of my shame in my relationship with my own father and with God. And it is something that has to be overcome because the shame bothers me is not necessarily bothering him. Unless it bothers me, of course, you know. But it's, but, and this is something that where it may take a great deal of faith on your part to understand that you're actually forgiven. And if you will look at it from God's standpoint, try to look at it from God's standpoint, it's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, have, have you ever noticed that disciplining your own children that there are times when the only thing that will solve the situation is forgiveness. The only thing. Uh, for, for instance, if a, if a child does something wrong and you tell them not to do it, and the next time you do it, you paddle it. Well, where would you go from there? So if they continue to do it somewhere along the line, you're going to have to learn how to forgive and, and bring forgiveness into it. So if you just learn from, from God's standpoint, okay, it, it doesn't help him in our relationship to remind us of our shame and our sin, okay? That, that's our sin, okay? Uh, and so he, it, it doesn't help him to do that. So in his son, Jesus Christ, he, he has found forgiveness, and that's where you have to really work on, work on yourself to make sure you're wholeheartedly uh, there for God as best you can be, and that you don't reserve uh, unforgiveness and shame, okay? The Holy Spirit is there to help you to deal with, with sin, okay? Uh, of, uh, of righteousness. Uh, it's Jesus on the cross is the righteousness. And the world is going to have to learn a whole new way to define what righteousness is. Thank you. I was going to go there. <laughs> no, right here. Here's what I was going to say. Righteousness is not found in the observance of the law. It might be a good thing. It might good, be good for you and all that, but righteousness is not found there. Righteousness is found in the cross of Jesus Christ for you. That's where, that's where it is found. And it takes that Holy Spirit coming uh, to 
convince us uh, of that, and also uh, to uh, convince the world about what righteousness is. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing here. Now, there's two main avenues in which this is done. Number one, the Holy Spirit, which we're talking about, and the other one is his people or the church, on the other hand. So we, too, become a witness, but the Holy Spirit is the major, major, thank you, major player there, Okay. And then the other one is of judgment because the Spirit is going to convince people that there's a judgment coming. There's a day of judgment, and we all know that. That's why we need to practice on our forgiveness, all right? Uh, we really need to practice on that. But people know this. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a day out there, a judgment day uh, coming. And I added that, I wanted to put that in there for myself. It convicts us of our own sin, which we uh, talked a little bit about just a few minutes ago. But the Holy Spirit will help you uh, to work with that. Holy Spirit will help you understand that Jesus died on the cross. Um, let me give our church a plug here and our, our pastors a plug here. If there's anything they get right, they get that right. Amen? Let me try that again. If there's anything they get right, it's that right. I, eh? Amen. Am I right? You, you know I'm right. I've been to other churches, okay? I had been going to other churches when I came here. Okay. And I came here because when I came here, I understood the love of God in Jesus Christ was in this place. And it convinced me, and I didn't tell my wife. I was by myself. I didn't even tell her about it because I wanted to see what would happen to her. She came here, had the very same experience I did, and uh, our, our fate was sealed in terms of this church because of that, okay? And when you, when you have that sense, uh, it really is a leg up on life. Not everybody's got that, okay? Okay, uh, very good. Uh, I, did we, we, went, we went through all this here that we have. Yeah, let's go, let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. That's what we've been talking about, those three major areas there. Uh, that's what Jesus is talking about, it should say, as those three areas there. About sin, because people do not believe in me. Uh, about righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. In other words, we're going to lose the barometer of righteousness because we had that in the person of Jesus Christ. They're going to lose that. Uh, he's going to go be with the Father then, okay? <clears throat> Judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. We read the end of the book. We win. <laughs> oh, I like doing that. It's so much fun. <laughs> we read the end of the book and we win. Okay, uh, and then that's what Jesus is saying here, too, uh, that uh, uh, the, the prince of this world uh, stands condemned. Uh, and remember, uh, you don't have this visible Satan in uh, John as much as you do the other Gospels because there is no temptation time in, in John. I know you need to be reminded that we, we very often think that's what's in, in all four Gospels. It's not. It's not in John. John doesn't have that, that temptation uh, time of Jesus, okay? Uh, but here you, you have 
And, and where, where is the prince of this world judged? At the cross. How many used to sing that old hymn? At the cross, at the cross. <laughs> I first saw the light. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, you did a great job. No, that was real. It was it was a great job, and we all got in on it. No, yeah, that was good. That was good. Amen. <laughs> the prince of this world is uh, stands condemned. Okay, and uh, and how do we stand? We stand in the righteousness of Christ. Uh, but uh, the prince of this world uh, stands condemned. Okay, let's go to our next. Uh, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Now, can, can you catch that? Uh, th this will probably come up again. How much is he telling them? All that they can hear and more. Uh, they, they can only hear so much where, where they're at, and that's, that's the way we are. In our life, we can only hear so much. That's it. And then when we grow and when we change, we can do more. Okay? We can do more. And then when we grow and change, we can do more. And there's no end to that. There is no end. There is no end to it. Uh, we, we, us guys Zoom together every Monday morning. And I remember we got schooled a little bit Monday morning on what our charter is. You remember that? I do. I remember that. Huh? Yeah, we got schooled again on what our charter is, okay? Okay. And that was to a renewing of your mind. And so when we do this, then what? We can learn a little more. Amen? Okay. All right. And so he, he's given them everything. <clears throat> but when the spirit of truth comes, oh, he'll guide you into all truths. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only of what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. It sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Jesus always points to the Father, and the Spirit always points to the Son. Okay. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will <clears throat> make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive me what he will make known to you. So he will make this known as you go along. The, the Spirit will give you insight that you could not have otherwise. Uh, the Spirit will give you enlightenment you could not have otherwise. Uh, that's why we use the word revelation. Uh, I mean, there's several ways in which you learn. There's the, the, the way in which you learn in school by memorization, that guy. And then there's things that you learn that God tells you that you can't know any other way but that way. Go ahead, Daryl. Excellent. Excellent. Wisdom from above, that is very good. Okay, uh, what did we, oh, we went through 15, okay, we did, we went through 15. Let's go to, let's go to our next one. 
Jesus went on to say, it is a little while you will see me no more. Then after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of the disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while, you will see me no more? And then after a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. Now, I, I, if, if he'd have told me this and I was there, I, I'd have been as lost as a goose in a hailstorm. I would not get any of that. I would not get any of that. I, but I get it now, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I think Pastor calls that zoom zoom words, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and he, and this progression would just confuse me even more. And I understand that what he's talking about is I'm going to die on the cross, I'm going to be resurrected, and then you'll see me again, and 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 then he'll ascend into heaven. Okay, I get that now. Okay, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But you know, how would you? And especially caught in the grief and the turmoil of the events that they're going to be caught in, you know. Um, and, of course, we'll get a flavor of that when we get to, uh, get, get to uh, chapter 18. Okay. Uh, a little while you'll see me no more, and yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. Let's, let's get to the joy part, huh? Yeah, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, A little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Okay, and of course that rehashes what uh, has already uh, taken place. Uh, so they're asking each other, But, but we, all, we, we do that, you know, we, we, we do that. Uh, really work is not asking people questions which they, you know, are at least you think they might not be able to answer. Nothing is more disarming as in that, Okay. If, if you want to know something, ask the person who actually knows it. They're, they're around. Yeah, they're around. You'll find them, okay? <laughs> you might need to send them to somebody who knows something, okay? But, but I'm, just, I'm just saying that just be careful not to do that, and that's what they're, what they're doing here. And you, they're certainly not going to find the answer amongst each other, are they? <laughs> okay, thank you. That's all. They're not going to do that, okay? So it's a futile uh, venture at best. Uh, 
And uh, Jesus happened to notice this. Uh, this one. Okay, let's go. <clears throat> Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman uh, giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. Uh, I, I assume... <laughs> I'm, I... <laughs> do, do you mean you haven't forgotten? You mean you... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but pain will come to an end. That we know for sure. We don't know when, maybe, or we don't know how that end will come, but pain will come to an end. And just let me, I know we talked about this before as a group. Uh, pain is not the biggest enemy that you have. And sometimes the only representative of life that people have is pain. But it is a sign of life, and I want to assure you of that. It may, need, may not be the sign that you want or that you ask for, but it certainly is a sign of life. Okay? Um, all right. I uh, learned that uh, watching a movie. Um, I think the name, oh, it's an old movie. I can't tell you who stars in it now. I will if I think about it. Savage Innocence is the name of the movie. And, uh, and, and the setup is pretty simple. It's uh, in Alaska or North Pole, wherever Eskimos are. It's Eskimo. And uh, the mounted police is on a sled with him, and they fall into the water. And if you have any idea what that means, he put his hands in the water, and he took them out. And, and they didn't know what, of course, he's done for, really, if he doesn't do something. I mean, immediately. And... and uh, so the Eskimo grabbed the dog, cut the dog open, and stuck the guy's hands inside the dog. And as soon as he did that, pretty soon the guy's screaming that it hurts. And the Eskimo says, that's good, because we know they're still alive. Yep. I know, I know. I just want to say that there are times when the only evidence you have of life is pain. Okay? Pain is not the worst enemy. I just want to point that out to you. And so it's probably not going to help you the next time you're hurting. But, but <laughs> yes, when you come to the end of the pain, though, what do you have? Joy. You have joy. We cannot overemphasize that the normal response to grace is joy. And all you have to do is think about the moment that you felt the forgiveness of God down deep in your soul. What does that fill you? Just fills you with joy. Yeah. 
and all the good things about being a human being uh, come there. And so just know that pain will come to an end. Uh, and as soon as you get there, then you get to the joy. Yes. Oh, that's a good point, yes. Pastor Val can remember all the pain I gave her. <laughs> She's not experiencing that pain now. Now. It's the memory that it was. Back there. It's not a pain that it is. Good point. Excellent. Excellent. That's what you say, Sarah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And this, this Holy Spirit now, begins to work in the hearts of his people and things will happen that could never happen any other way. And I was thinking about the, the presence of God will not be controlled by a few priests in the temple. I know, you again, you do a really good job of talking about the veil being rent. And that's the, that's the message there. It's not just for the few now. It is open to everyone. It is just so. And it changes the whole dynamic. You take the presence of God that was limited by a few, talking about the priesthood now, and you give it to everyone it just changes everyone, everything. Uh, and I don't know why, when I was thinking about that, preparing for this, the person that came to mind was John Bunyan. And uh, how many here have read Pilgrim's Progress? Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, when I got it, uh, it was almost like a comic book, if you've seen that edition of it. it. You know, where you got the pool of despondency and the guy falling in the pool, and yeah, and uh, and do you know how many people that has helped along their way? Not just me. Millions and millions of people have been helped along the way. It's in 200 different languages. It has sold so many copies because it helps people understand their Christian journey in a way they couldn't get any other way. But it was written by a guy who was in jail at the time for having religious meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I'm just pointing out. But this, this was in America in the 1600s. And he was, in, he was in jail for having meetings. Now, we often think about people came here for religious freedom. No, they came here for religious freedom for them. Not for everyone. And it took people like John Bunyan... And uh, I'm going to say James Roberts, but I, I better not say any more names because I'll mess them up. But it started right in Rhode Island. 
is where it started, and 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 then moved moved west out of there. But what I'm point I'm saying, the presence of God is not in a few people to be dispensed. It now is everywhere, and that's why people like John Bunyan can be such a blessing to the body of Christ is because it's open to everyone. The Holy Spirit has opened this, for this and the floodgates are open now. Go, go ahead. Yes. And when? Yeah. And because of this, don't ever underestimate your contribution to the body of Christ. See, because it's opened up now. It's not just going to come from a few. And that's good, however we get it, amen? However we get it, it's wonderful. But it's not going to just come from a few. It's going to come from many. And it just op- opened up again. So let that, let that joy, which is a normal response you have for grace, let that be part of your... And besides, who wants to be around a grump all the time, huh? Now, we, we just don't do that. There's just no need for you to do that, okay? So... This was said about a preacher. Said they came to hear the sermon on Sunday morning and they listened to the preacher preach. And there was no evidence in the sermon that this guy had ever lived one day of his life. Now, I know that doesn't happen here because our pastor tells us time and time again that he's done a lot of stuff. But be open and share your life with other people, the real you. So I was talking one night here like this here, just talking, and somebody told me later, said, said I'm so thankful that, that you share your own experience with us. Well, I got no others. This is it. <laughs> it was a compliment. It was a compliment. But I, this is the experience that I have, Okay. I get a different one, I'll tell you about it, okay? <laughs> All right, amen, huh? Oh, joy. Let that joy uh, propel you. And don't ever sell yourself short now because the Holy Spirit has opened this now to large numbers of people, okay? We don't know how big that opens. We know that it opened, but we don't know how big. <clears throat> and we have to remind each other Usually, from reading the Bible, usually our tent's too small. God's tent's bigger. Okay, usually ours is a little small, God's tent's bigger. So the, the question is expanding that and opening that to people rather than closing it and making it narrow. Okay? All right. All right, let's go to our next one, what do we have here. Uh, so with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice. 
and no one will take away your joy. Now, there you go, okay? Again, let that emphasizing joy come to your life, okay? Uh, get that joy down deep. If You know, when I get cranky, Hey, dude, I have, the only remedy I have is to go to bed. I'm just telling you. So I have a remedy. I'm sorry? Usually, yeah, because that's my big problem. I'm tired, you know, but all I want to say is I did find a remedy for that, and I don't have to foster that off on other people, Okay. I do better with that. I do better with that. Go ahead, Daryl. Hope you got something better. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't actually hadn't thought of that. That's a good point. Well, yeah, because yeah, they're going to think he's a ghost right away, yeah. You think he's dead, and all of a sudden they really think like that. He really is dead. And we got to make sure we, we touch these whenever we do the uh, post-cross uh, uh, appearances of Jesus, okay? All right, <clears throat> so time agree. Uh, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Verily, verily, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. There we go again with that, ask in his name, because once he, once he gets to the right hand of God there, uh, all you have to do is ask in his name. Uh, until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and, you, and your joy will be complete. There again, we have the idea of joy, and complete joy is when you're, when you're asking God in, in the name of Jesus and the answer comes, it is your joy being complete, okay? Uh, amen. Okay. Uh, sorrow turned to joy. Uh, we, we touched on this. Let's go to our next one. I think it's our uh, direct access to God. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I am not saying that. I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Now, uh, obviously, we we know this, but just from it, it plays out, and and we've read that. Uh, but uh, he is going to the Father, and and the Father loves him, and they have that perfect relationship, and. A lot of people say that's really the worst thing that Jesus had 
uh, coming here to earth is a separation between him and the Father. That that's the worst experience that that he had in it, and and I can see that. And maybe we'll uh, touch a little bit on the loneliness in a minute. Uh, there we go. Okay, let's go to our next slide. Then Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figuratives, figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied. And this will bring this, uh, this section, I think that's where this section uh, comes to an end. And, uh, oh yeah, there's the loneliness of Jesus. At a, a time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. <laughs> if we were looking for that, at least I, yes, I was really looking. And uh, do we, uh, we understand that they are actually going to be scattered? Um, in, in, I think John and, and Peter stay as close as anybody does, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to trace John in a new way uh, after that, okay, that you'll learn some things about John because of the way he uh, tries to stay close to Jesus right after he's arrested. Of course, we, we will discover that for uh, Simon Peter, uh, he's going to deny Jesus three times, so we'll be, we'll be looking for that and we'll see that in uh, part of being scattered. Um, but, uh, um, and just, just let me warn you again that if you hit a time in your Christian life and in your Christian growth that you, you feel all alone, it, it, some have described it as a desert experience or the night experience and where, and where God can neither be felt nor seen and you, you get to that point, uh, there will be an answer for you, and it will be a good one, and, but it may be a while forthcoming, okay? And just remember, these guys experience the same thing in which they're scattered. They think they're all alone, that God has forsaken them, especially forsaken in Jesus Christ. Uh, they, they, will, they will think all sorts of things, uh, but God has a way of bringing them around and they have a way of making their way through it, even though it is difficult, even though it is hard for them. And at the end, he will say, take heart, for what? I have overcome the world. And if he has overcome the world, we are his friend, and so we can be more than conquerors through him who loved us. Okay? We'll quit there, and we'll take up uh, chapter 17. The mind's clear enough that we can... Relax. The next is the passage that many uh, call the high priestly prayer of Jesus, which he is actually just, he's going to pray for us. Okay? Let us pray together. 
Lord, we thank you for your love toward us in your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that Jesus came here and that he died for us and rose again the third day. And we're so thankful that John saw fit to record these things for us to read and understand. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that increases our understanding and leads us in places that we would not go. Uh, we, we are just so thankful for that. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.